Hi, and welcome to the Discovering Your Soul podcast with me, Nina. I'm an educator, a self-discovery guide, but most importantly, I'm a human just like you, trying to navigate life and learn more about myself, others, and the world around us. I invite you into this sacred space with me, where I will dig into and explore experiences, topics, and lessons that we all may encounter on our self-discovery journeys. If you want to get to know your soul on a deep level and live life as the most authentic expression of yourself, then you have come to the right place. So let's buckle up and explore the depths of the human experience together. This is Discovering Your Soul. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Discovering Your Soul podcast. I cannot believe it's already November. Where did all the time go? As I was recording this, I was like, oh my goodness, there's only two more months left of 2022. What a year. Anyways, as you saw from the title, today's episode is all about control. And I think this idea that we have control is really just an aspect of being a human because none of us like dealing with uncertainty. We all want to have a level of predictability in our lives. We get extremely uncomfortable with the unknown, the mysterious, and especially with things and people that are out of our control. Now, Add to that being a trauma survivor, and this gets even more embedded in us to try to have as much control of our lives as possible. I can definitely speak from experience that if you have experienced trauma, and it doesn't really matter what kind of trauma, because I I believe that a hallmark of trauma is having no control. There's some aspect of powerlessness, helplessness that we experienced when we were in a traumatic experience that dysregulates our nervous system in a way. We go into fight or flight or some of us may be more prone to going into freeze. There's now another trauma response, which is fawning, which is going more into people pleasing like behavior. But a hallmark of being traumatized is a sense of unpredictability, a lack of control, a lack of power. And so if you are a trauma survivor, then a lot of the healing journey is about, first of all, becoming aware that there are many ways that we are unconsciously trying to gain control. And sometimes this comes out in extremely subtle ways For example, like being really, really particular about the way that you do things in life and not having as much flexibility, for example, when you're living with someone else on how they live their lives, right? Or being hypercritical. Being a perfectionist is definitely something that can result from trauma. These are all things that I certainly experience myself. And to give you an idea of what this can look like, I can share my own experience of being a trauma survivor, that the ways that I try to gain control in my life really span pretty much every single area. I've always been a perfectionist, and I've always tried to control the output of what I do. So when I was in school, I always tried to 
be perfect in everything because to me that provided a sense of control of like what to expect like I expect to get a good grade on this and by getting a good grade on this then I am a good person so as you can imagine a lot of the control was really masking really deep and wounded younger parts of myself that tried to find meaning or reason as to why I experienced trauma when I was younger And so in school, there definitely was a sense of control. And then as I got older and started to enter into romantic relationships, that's when a lot of control appeared. I would always nitpick the other person. I still do this to this day, (laughs) but I nitpick the other person and I tend to even hyper-focus on what is wrong instead of what is right. And I try to control everything. I try to control the way that they do things. I try to control their diet. I try to control their habits and their lifestyle. I try to control how they see the world, right? And of course, now I know that being in a healthy relationship is not about making somebody else into what you want. It's about finding somebody that is already pretty aligned, not 100% aligned because there is no such thing as a perfect partner or relationship, but finding somebody that is aligned enough, right, that you're not really trying to change the fundamental cores of them. But as a trauma survivor, it's really hard. Even if you're with a healthy partner, you still want to feel control in everything. And that's because you're reliving that younger part of you that didn't have control and that felt powerless. And so you almost make it your prerogative in life to reclaim that control and it comes out in unhealthy ways like has been present in my own life. So even in my own relationship, I try to call the shots all the time, unconsciously trying to regain the control that has been lost a lot of my life. And so I think the first step in transforming our relationship with control is to simply just become aware of our relationship with control and everybody, not just people that have experienced trauma, but everybody, I guarantee you, has some sort of insecure relationship with control. Nobody thrives off of uncertainty. We are just not wired because if you think about it, to us, having uncertainty or if you are in a situation and you're expecting something to happen, like seeing a bear, right, or a lion or some sort of animal in the wild, then that would cause our nervous system to go into fight or flight, right, or to go into to freeze. That's why I think it's really in our DNA, I mean, to really not want to experience uncertainty. The second thing after just becoming aware of your relationship with control is to just be compassionate with yourself. This is all about survival. At the end of the day, right, we are all just trying to thrive in life. We're just trying to baseline survive in life. But even beyond survive, we're trying to enjoy our lives. And a lot of that comes with living, right? And if there's any threat to our life, which uncertainty can certainly feel like a threat to our lives, then of course we're going to compensate for that feeling and swing the other way into being really controlling. So 
I just want us all to take a moment to just have compassion for that part of ourselves that needs control to feel safe. And if you are a trauma survivor, then you really need control to feel safe. And another way that this can be expressed in trauma survivors, especially for me, is hypervigilance. So I'm really being on the lookout in my environment, in relationships that I form, both romantically and platonically, of any signs of threat. Or if there's any sign of of unpredictability, that throws me into wanting to control more. And this really all is coming out of me because it's that part of me that wants to feel safe. I want to feel safe. And unpredictability equals danger to many of us, right? Because it's almost like walking into a dark room, right? When you walk into a dark room, you're on alert. We would all experience our different survival mechanisms in that moment, whatever that may be, and obviously based on our history as well. To think that we have control over everything in life is an illusion because we don't have control of everything or really that much in our lives. We have control over our choices. We have control over the way that we live our lives. We have control over doing the work that will help us be the best versions of ourselves in lives and for others. And, you know, there's a statement that's out there of you can only control how you react. Now, I would like to actually propose an argument against that, especially on behalf of trauma survivors, that there's a lot that we actually can't control in our reaction, right? By doing the inner work, that's where we can learn how to manage and control our responses to especially triggering events. But that statement just doesn't sit well with me, that the only thing that you can control is your own reaction, because to some extent, yes, that is where the healing is, right? In learning how to do that. But do a lot of us know how to do that right away? No, because a lot of us are operating from unconscious patterns, right? When we get super triggered, we're not necessarily in control at the moment that we are being triggered. And what we are doing is coming from a very primitive place in response, whether that is acting out, screaming, yelling, being really emotionally reactive, shutting down, dissociating, right? That's all coming from a primitive place in us. And so I would like to reframe that idea of the healing that you do will help you become more in control of your side of things, right? But as we all know, we have no control over others. So as much as we try, and I've had to repeatedly learn this, and I'm still learning this, especially as an educator that teaches classrooms of uh, students that are much younger than me, that we really have no control over others. We can be compassionate. We can talk to them. We can listen, we can be non-judgmental, we can express ourselves. There are things that we can do to help others, especially if we are noticing negative patterns in others. But at the end of the day, we really cannot control other people the same way like other people cannot control us. Or for many of us that are recovering people pleasers, we're learning how to set boundaries, right? So that others cannot control us. 
I think sometimes it's hard for us to remember this or it becomes extremely uncomfortable to look at the way that we relate to control in our lives. But there's also a lot of freedom and liberation in knowing that we can't control everything in our lives, that there is this aspect of surrender and trust. For me, that is trust and surrendering to the universe. For you out there, that may be God or it may be your higher power. It may be any other figure or energy that you believe in, higher power or not. But for me, letting go of the idea that I can really control anything in my life aside from a very small percentage, like I previously mentioned, allows for me to relax into the unfolding of life at times. (laughs) Now, if anyone knows me, I'm not typically a very relaxed person, but that's part of my inner work is surrendering to the idea that I really have control over much in my life. Even if there are things in my life that are unpredictable, unexpected, especially as we are all in eclipse season right now, which is notoriously known for having a lot of unexpected events and breakthroughs and transformations and changes, not necessarily negative, right? But even positive change can derail many of us, right? Just the idea of having something happen that is unexpected can really derail a lot of us because we like certainty. We like prediction. It's one of those things in life that I'm really learning how to sit with and to surrender to. Just knowing that even if things happen that are unexpected, that I'm going to be okay. And I'm here to also tell you that you will also be okay. You will be okay. Even if there are things that happen that are unexpected and that are out of your control, that you will be okay mixed with a magical recipe of community, support, for many of us, professional help, grounding, finding the joy in life. I think all of these ingredients together really help us get through those moments in life that are unexpected. I think self-love is a big part of that as well, self-compassion, right? Having compassion for ourselves And especially that tender inner child in us that really had no control when they were young. I mean, when you're a child, you really have very little control as you're growing up, right? And developing whether or not trauma was involved in your childhood. And so as we grow older, many of us right, are reclaiming control over what we can. A recent reminder that I saw... I forgot where I saw this, but it was an exercise that we can all do relating to control of getting a piece of paper, drawing a line down the middle, and then on the left column, writing down things that I can control, and then on the right, things that I cannot control. And so maybe for some of you that are listening, that might be a helpful exercise to do in moments when you are really resisting the surrender in life or when you find yourself becoming a little bit more controlling but make sure of course once again I emphasize this and I will always emphasize this in any of my podcasts and anything I talk about that you should be compassionate and gentle with yourself be forgiving to yourself and to that part of yourself that is being really controlling in that moment as well because there's a reason why that part of yourself is being controlling all right, And it could just be that there is fear of uncertainty, fear of the future, fear of the unknown. And that's okay. That is perfectly human to experience. So for some of you, maybe doing that exercise of 
the two columns, what you can and cannot control, may just help put things into perspective, put it into writing, and really allow for you to get it out of your mind, right? And to actually be able to see in a written way, what am I trying to control that I really cannot control? Where can I shift my energy in my life to the things that I can control? Maybe instead of trying to control my partner today with something that they're doing that's irritating me, maybe I can shift the focus back on what I can control. Maybe there's some habit that I have in my own life that's not working for me. Maybe the reason why I'm being really controlling is because I'm not sleeping well. So maybe what I can control right now is my sleep routine, right? So that's an example of how we can shift that energy back onto ourselves. Or maybe I'm being really controlling right now in my life because I'm under a lot of stress. So maybe that is a wake-up call to us to really move the lens towards our stress and stress management versus trying to control everything else in our life, right? Really evaluating what am I doing in my life that is adding a lot of stress? How am I sleeping? What's my diet like? Am I engaging in any sort of self-care right now? What are my thoughts, right? And so forth. So I hope this helps. I think the topic of control could be an even longer dialogue, but this is just something that I've been thinking about as I'm honestly working on transforming my own relationship with control, especially as being a survivor. It is something that is extremely embedded in me and is honestly a challenge. It's a challenge to do that. But something I'm also noticing is that the more that I try to control my life, the less that I'm able to enjoy it, honestly, because I'm being sometimes extremely rigid and inflexible in my connections with others, with myself, that perfectionism comes out. And that's not really fun. It's not really fun to be inflexible, to be rigid like that. And it definitely does strain connections, understandably. And by not giving yourself that freedom of surrender, it's really hard to give others that feeling of freedom with you when they're in connection with you. So just some food for thought. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to connect with me. I'll put my information in the show notes and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening. Take care.